0: Good evening, everybody. This is Eric here from the Get Healthy Summit, and I'm actually here tonight without Theo, without my partner in crime, Robin to my Batman, Cher to my Sonny. Um, Theo's actually having some pretty bad back problems right now, and so uh, he's going to be reaching out to some of the people that we've already interviewed and asking them uh, for some advice on how to kind of lower the inflammation. And uh, he's going to reach out to Dr. Quinn and a couple other people and see if he can't avoid Uh, taking any sort of painkillers or drugs. But guys, I would ask that you please keep Theo in your thoughts tonight. If you're into prayer or meditation or that sort of thing, please put some good thoughts out towards Theo. His back is really not feeling very good at all right now. And so he's not on the call tonight. Um, but he is looking for help. And we have got the perfect person that I'm going to ask some questions about things like, uh, pain and things like, uh, managing, uh, like big health issues. We're going to talk to Ronnie Landis tonight on the Get Healthy Summit. Ronnie is a man on a mission to change our world by helping others wake up and make radical shifts in their health and their diet. So um, Ronnie is a living raw foods advocate with a focus on raw foods, superfoods, and herbalism, which is something I know nothing about, very interested to learn about. Uh, Ronnie, are you there? Are you on the call tonight? Yeah, I'm here. Buddy, thank you so much for being part of the Get Healthy Summit. We really, really, really appreciate you doing it. Yeah, totally. It's my pleasure to do this. Cool, cool. So um, before we get started, Ronnie, could you just introduce yourself to uh, all of our awesome listeners and tell them a little bit about you and how you kind of discovered your journey to to where you are?
1: Yeah, um, so I got into natural foods about a little over five years ago, I think, probably longer than that, but not really as a prime focus of mine. I've been into nutrition for you know, a long time. But most of the first few years that I was really into it was um, as a modality for peak performance in terms of sports. I was an athlete and a martial artist. I've been a, I've been a martial artist my entire life. So um, around my my late teens and my early 20s, I was really focused on on getting my diet tuned up um, to enhance my athletic endeavors, and then. You know, a few years down the road, I actually, speaking about pain, you know, I had two major knee surgeries. And that's actually what got me into the door is that I, I ended up healing my knees from, uh, from implementing raw living foods into my lifestyle as the main dietary uh, pathway, and that that made a radical shift on me that had a profound, it just left a profound impression on me and led me into really getting getting obsessed about food in terms of how food can benefit us, how we've been kind of dulled down and really, really sapped out of our our youthfulness through, you know, consuming all the wrong kinds of food byproducts, if you can even call it food, that we've been consuming all our life and really going down the rabbit hole of raw foods, getting into superfood nutrition, getting into um, the last few years, really getting into herbalism, getting into natural spring water hunting. I mean, it doesn't end. It just keeps going further and further down the rabbit hole, and I've, I've kind of become like a nutrition scientist, um naturalistic uh advocate, whatever you know, whatever the kind of the term would be for someone like me but you're, uh, you're an
0: evangelist.
1: Yeah, kind of.
0: Yeah, you're yeah. an evangelist, man. You're incredibly passionate about it. And uh you know it's so interesting to me. I mean, was was there any sort of one aha moment or was yeah. it kind of a gradual awakening for you? That yeah, you know what?
1: Um, actually, there is there was a, a, a moment that happened, and I can remember the, the the day. Okay, so you know, going back, I had these two knee surgeries, and I spent about God, I spent at least five years rehabbing these injuries through through physicians, through you know uh, rehab specialists, through my basketball training coach and, you know, going through all these conventional methods, and I was very close, but I wasn't all the way, and I remember being very scared to go running. I used to be a, a long-distance runner, and I was scared to run because of my knee injury, and I think about a month into going onto the raw food diet, I remember actually just going running in the hills. I don't know what prompted me to do it, but I just remember running about five miles in the hills, up and down the hills. And when I came back to my car, the aha moment hit me. I I realized that I was not in pain. Or worry, Or in fear. Yeah, there was all, all fear, all kind of like precaution was out of my mind and when i when I opened the door to my car i i I just like it hit me, I was like, "Oh my god, I'm out of pain, my knees feel good, and you know I hadn't felt like this in years, so that I think that actually was the shifting moment that
0: I began to cross over that's awesome that's so awesome yeah i, I know I know part of my own story right. I was diagnosed a couple of years ago as a diabetic, which mm. was no real surprise i mean i've eaten like a like an idiot for 25 years and everyone in my family is a diabetic and so
1: you know I knew it
0: was going to happen if I didn't take care of myself and yet for some reason I just didn't right and and so um I'm diagnosed as a diabetic my doctor gives me the news hands me a bunch of paperwork and a bunch of information and he's like you know you got to take care of yourself you got to drop some pounds and you got to eat a lot better and he kind of told me what I'm guessing every doctor tells everyone that's got any problem, right? Whether it's heart disease or high cholesterol mm-hmm. or whatever, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so yeah. I go
0: home and I start reading all this information, Ronnie, and I'm like, okay, yeah, you know, I got to use off the sugar, I got to use off the carbs. And I start going to the store, and there's all these diabetic books and all these diabetic magazines, and they're filled with recipes that have like, you know, aspartame and like, you know, artificial sweeteners. And so I, you know, I tried it. I tried eating some of that stuff and I'm looking through these recipes and I'm looking at the, um, at the, at the meals and they were tasty. You know, they were all right. I mean, but I still just felt like I just wasn't going to get anywhere. And yeah. so I started just learning, you know, I started following you and people like you on Facebook and on Twitter and I started reading books and watching movies on Netflix. And I know that like, um, Fat Sick and Nearly Dead, Food Inc. Um, some of these movies that I started watching, I was like, you know, maybe, maybe I really should read like a label.
1: <laughs> um, maybe,
0: maybe I should like. So I started reading these labels and I realized, you know, I'm eating what they tell me to read in all these books, you know, the diabetic friendly diet. Every single thing I bought to make those recipes had like maldextroin and all this stuff in it that I couldn't pronounce. And I was like, you know, this is shit. This is just, yeah, yeah. you know, and. So I guess really my aha moment was I started really eating well. The weight started flying off of me, and there was the first time Mm -hmm. I did a juice fast. I come into that second day of my juice fast, and I know this is going to sound weird, but I felt like so much clarity. Like I felt like I was almost floating,
1: and it was
0: so clear. And it was just shocking, man. I was like, I feel like I'm 20. I feel like I'm 20. And um, it was just such an amazing thing. I mean, it just literally was such an amazing thing. And so let me ask you this, Ronnie. You know, I'm sorry to hijack your interview and share my story, but I'm guessing you talk with a lot of people that have stories like that, and is that pretty much the case? A lot of people? You know what, it's interesting. I do talk to a lot of
1: people, and I've been able to meet some of the most prominent raw food personalities in the world. I'm friends with a lot of them. And, you know, okay, I'll give you an example. Um, I don't know if you know who Bill Barlow is. Um, he's, a, he's a friend of mine, and he, he, what's that? I said I know the name, but I'm not sure why I know the name. Okay, so Bill Barlow is a great example. You know, he just called me this morning, and that's why his name's fresh in my mind. Um, He is somebody that was severely overweight. I mean, you know, when I say overweight, I'm talking like 600 pounds. You know, in that range, Um, it might not be quite that much, but that like to that kind of extreme. And he found raw food, and he found juicing, and he just, you know, he had some kind of shift in his in his uh you know in his mind and his heart, and he got on to juicing, and the weight dramatically started to shed off him, you know, and what you're saying about um you know the the diabetics and and the running in the family, yeah, that does appear to be the case, and um you know you are who you surround yourself with that's kind of a success principle that i've always I've always known about and always kind of saw it to be to be a truth, and that applies to our health, you know. If we, we're going to take the habits of the people around us, and that's going to apply to our health. And so I, I do find that, that that to be the case. And when people are able to take a hold of their mind and they're able to take a hold of their sovereignty and they find raw food, they you know, something amazing happens inside of people, there's so many examples that I could pick from the list of people from, um, including yourself, that have, that have been gifted this inspiration, have got on it, and have literally transformed every avenue of their life, physically, mentally, and spiritually, just by adding in living foods, it's it's pretty it's pretty outrageous at this point even to assume that this doesn't work or that there's any confusion about it whatsoever i mean the science is extremely clear on why it works but the the, the evidence is extremely clear on that it does work right yeah.
0: um and so no, it's so good, man. Like uh, I, I think. And guys, for those of you that maybe uh, joined us a couple of minutes late, uh, it's Eric here from the Get Healthy Summit. Unfortunately, Theo not able to make the call tonight. His back's bothering him uh, in a pretty bad way. So we would ask that you send him some warm thoughts. But uh, tonight I'm interviewing Ronnie Landis, raw food and just awesome superfood health evangelist. Um, and Ronnie, you know, it's funny because what you said just struck a chord with me. Um, in terms of just surrounding yourself with the right people. And, you know, I, I notice now that when I see people that I haven't seen in a long time, they're like, man, you look great. You know, like, what are you doing? You know, you look really skinny. And I'm like, I tell them I'm just eating raw foods. I'm just yeah. eating a lot more vegetables and paying attention to, to the ingredients that are in my food. And they kind of look at me and give me this like, yeah, bullshit look, like, right? No like, way like, oh, yeah. like no way. Yeah, like, no way. You mean you're just eating less and eating more greens? And I'm like, yeah. And but, yeah, but yeah. the nice thing, of, go, go ahead. I was just going to say, Ronnie. The uh, nice thing about it is that through the course of the Get Healthy Summit, I'm getting the opportunity to chat with a lot more people like you. Who, when I tell mm-hmm. them my story, they don't give me that oh bullshit look. They right. they look at me like awesome for you. Like, uh, yep, me too. Awesome for you. Welcome, welcome, welcome to, welcome to life. Welcome to the club. Welcome to the life club.
1: Yeah. It's so um, good, man. (laughs) It, It is so good. And you know, I think what, I think this phrase really sums it up for me is that you eat less, live longer. The less you eat, the longer you live. And that, that is a known longevity principle Um, And I think the big issue is that as a culture, we're coming to the realization that we've been consuming far too much of everything. Um, And this this plays out into every sector of our kind of culture, but just in terms of food, we've been reaching outside of ourselves ourselves for tangible things to put into our mouths to distract us from ever going inside of ourselves and what raw food actually does is that it's it's a direct gateway to who we really are to all the blockages all the shielding that we've created around our heart around our spirit around our passion all the stuff that's blocking us from actually seeing who we really are and actually going after what we really want in our life is, is deconstructing when you get onto living food. It starts to break down the blockages. And I think that is really the message that I'm I'm really trying the underlining message I try to promote um, when it comes to raw food is that just understanding that this is not a diet. In fact, you know, the word die, that's why my book is called the live it lifestyle because the word die is in there. And I think people get really confused and they try to treat this just like a fad diet. And it's not that it's a lifestyle revamp. You're, you're reintroducing yourself to life, the life that's been blocked off from you. And. I you know I think that that message right there really strikes to the heart of the matter and you know it, it, it's really profound how people they'll they'll go on um, a juice cleanse and they'll start to all this stuff will start to come out of their body or they'll get a colonic and things that they had no idea were packed up like residually accumulated in their in their intestinal tract stuff will start to come out. And that will be a huge wake up for people. They'll realize, like, whoa, wait a minute, that was that was inside of me all these years. Um, And it'll it'll cause you to look around you and look at, uh, you know, just to look at the kind of state, um, the kind of state that of health that everyone else is in. And you know, I don't, I don't think that or I think it has to cause a certain change in somebody where not only do they become a, a, a mess, or what am I trying to say? Not only do they become transformed themselves, but by by way of transforming themselves, they actually become an example for other people. They can't help but want to change other people because they see no, how it, powerful it, it, it is.
0: It's so crazy because – um you know, everyone that I run into, you know, I, I, I run several Internet businesses. I work on my laptop, and I kind of work, I used to work anyway, in a bunch of coffee shops and other places where I don't much work anymore because there's simply nothing there that I can eat or want to eat even. <laughs> um, but, but you know, there was uh, I used to work at a, at a cigar bar. I loved working there. They had wireless, and it was quiet and dark. And one of the bartenders there, a good friend, has become uh, this girl named Jamie, and now she texts me pictures of her, like, drinking beet juice and stuff. That's and um, I, I just, it's so cool. I used to show up there and I'd have green juice and she's like, you know, what is yeah. that? And I'm like, this is what I eat now, man. You know, I like this. And, mm-hmm. and there's so many people that's, like that that are that's just that's like, Hey dude, I'm juicing. You know, I bought it. Eric, I bought a juicer and, oh, and you it know, it, i I freaking love it, dude. It It, it is so it, good. And you know, one of the things you said about eating less and living longer, Ronnie, and, and mm-hmm. again, guys, if you have any questions for Ronnie, uh, Ronnie Landis, our guest tonight, raw food evangelist, health expert, um, please ask questions, raise your hand star to if you 're on the webcast interface page. you can type them into the q and a window there. We already have a couple of good questions that i 'll be asking Ronnie here in a minute um, but but so, Ronnie, what I was going to say is, you were talking about eating less, living longer, yeah. yeah, and um you know that was my big stumbling block, dude was. I was always the guy that I was the guy literally that would make jokes like uh you know man I'm I'm so hungry I could eat vegetables. You know uh, like I, sure. I I used to make I used to make jokes like uh you know carrots a side dish always has been always will be. You know I I don't want yeah. I don't want rabbit food man. I want I want you know the food that eats that food. And, and 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 I for me man, you know the thought of not eating meat, the thought of really changing my diet I'm a foodie. You know, I've traveled all over the world. I love yeah. Korean food. I love sushi. I love Italian food. And the thought of me was like, I'm, I, you know, I how am I going to live without, you know, amazing blue cheese from France or whatever? And um, my taste buds, dude, have just changed. Like, I don't crave pizza ever. And <laughs> if you had asked me a year ago, dude, I would have been like, you're joking. That's not possible. You know, that, yeah. that, that's. I just don't crave it because I know that when I eat it, I feel like shit. You, you know what that's
1: called? Um, just, to, just to jump in on that yeah. one point yeah, you made. Please. That's, please. that's called the aliostatic taste change. And that's when our, our taste buds literally start to change. You see, by process of not eating living food, food that it has has its natural flavor profile and its different flavors and its vitality, all the cooked food and the processed food has literally actually nulled down our taste buds. So, you know, something like you were talking about a pizza, you know, before to me a pizza would have been like, that's that was one of my favorite things. But now, you know, a pizza is no more appetizing than like a soggy piece of cardboard. But, you know, it's like that came over over time of um those taste buds reigniting um so yeah I just want to put that point out there
0: no it's so cool man like when I like we, we we've gotten really into sprouts lately because there's a sprout lady at our local farmers market mm. and we buy onion sprouts and my daughter looks at me like the first time we bought them she looked at me and she was amazed and she was like they taste like onions and I'm yeah. like they are onions you know, put, put them in the dirt, you'll have onion. You know, like, I mean, and, and like broccoli sprouts, and like, the, it's just packed with so much flavor, the food that we eat now. I, so I never in a million years could have, could have saw myself eating and enjoying salad. Um, I, let me ask you this, Ronnie. Are you a California native, born and raised?
1: I am, yeah. I was born, well, I was born in, um, Olympia, Washington, but
0: I was raised in the Bay Area gotcha. Yeah, so um I'm familiar with Washington. My wife actually from Tacoma. Um but but what I was going to say is so in California on the West Coast in general, people are a little more aware of food and they always kind of have been. They've always been a bit more aware of being healthy and eating a little bit better than than in the Midwest or on on the East Coast, right? Like I was yeah. I was raised yeah. in in the Midwest, like Ohio and Chicago, and whenever I would get a salad, which was very rarely, it would be iceberg lettuce with this Water, basically, um, mm-hmm. and it would have maybe a slice of tomato and a slice of onion on it, and then doused in ranch or Italian dressing. Um, mm. I never knew that salads could have. I never knew there were so many different kinds of greens. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like I'm like, what is this Swiss chard? Whoa. What? Wait. What kale? Kale, dude. I love kale. It's
1: all you the know, different how, how kinds
0: of kale. It's crazy. It's so cool. So, I'm, you know, you're getting me fired up. I know that we're getting a little off track. But, guys, our special guest tonight, Ronnie Landis, uh, raw food evangelist. Ronnie is the author of a book called The Live It Lifestyle, Dropping Diets Forever. Uh, his book available on Amazon. If you're on the webcast interface page, there will be a link there where you can click. Head right on over and check out his book worry if you've joined us on the phone, the link you're looking for, the link you're looking for is gethealthysummit.com forward slash get forward slash live it, L I D I T. That's gethealthysummit.com forward slash get forward slash live it. So, um, Ronnie, uh, typically about 25 minutes into each interview, Theo and I do a little segment called Five Questions. I'm not cool. sure if you're familiar with this, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you five questions in a rapid-fire succession, and I'm going to ask you to try and answer them all in under one minute. Are you down to try it? I'm down. Let's do it. All right, here we go. Question number one. In Arcadia, California, what birds have the right-of-way to cross any street, intersection, or driveway? Name the (laughs) bird. I have no idea. (laughs) Uh, You want to take a guess? Um, I'm not actually
1: a bird expert. (laughs) Unfortunately.
0: <laughs> okay, the, the answer is peacocks, peacocks, so uh, that's oh, cool one. open okay. one. Uh, 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 question number two, there is no wrong answer on this one. Name the first okay. person you think of, dead or alive, that you would like to have dinner with. Bruce Lee. Wow, that's a cool answer. I will accept that answer. I would have loved to meet Bruce Lee. Question number yeah. three, dark chocolate is considered healthier than milk and white chocolate because it has more of what ingredients? Uh, Antioxidant capacity Antioxidants via cacao, right? Yes Cacao, so that's two for three, very good And the fourth question, you just mentioned Bruce Lee Bruce Lee or Chuck Norris, in a real fight, who gets their ass kicked? Uh, uh,
1: Chuck Norris gets his you-know-why kicked
0: Both on screen and off screen A lot I'm thinking, right? yeah a little more than a lot <laughs> all right all right that's uh that's uh three for four and final question ronnie what do you think is the most inspiring movie you've ever seen of all time
1: the last samurai
0: the live samurai i haven't the, seen the, it but the, i just added it to my list the last the last samurai oh the last samurai and that would be uh tom cruise
1: yes tom cruise and ken watanabe
0: that's a great movie. I have seen that movie, and I will accept that yeah. answer. So, buddy, you went four for five. Okay, four for five random questions. That's not bad. <laughs> and and the chocolate
1: one, I meant, I, um, I was thinking of, like, chemical constituents. The obvious answer was, of course, cacao. That right. is what well, chocolate you, you, is. you were
0: thinking what benefit. You were thinking Right. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, we gave you that one. Well well done, man. You're going to have to visit Arcadia and watch out for the peacock. That's all I'm going to say about that. I guess so. So, um, so obviously, as you can tell, Ronnie, we like to joke around a little bit, but raw foods is, uh, you know, it's a topic that I'm really passionate about, and um, so I do get a little fired up. Let me ask you this. uh, What is your diet currently? Do you eat any meat at all? I do not eat any
1: meat, and... um Actually, I am I am pursuing a life as a vegetarian. I'm not necessarily completely vegan all the time, but I'm probably like 98% vegan um, just due to my lifestyle um, preference. But um, when it comes to meat, that's one thing that I have decided is not really something I need and is not something I actually want. Um, so no, I, I don't.
0: And would that include fish as well? You don't need, you know, any chicken, any fish? Yeah, other that, that,
1: that, was, that would include fish. Primarily, my, see, my kind of thing when it comes to the vegan-vegetarian conversation for me personally has more to do about um, leaving alone acts that involve killing. Um, and that's not always possible, but as a, as, as a lifestyle preference, that's kind of where I sit on that whole conversation.
0: Very interesting. And so, let me ask you this: Do you eat uh, like soy and other meat substitutes, things like no. TBD and soy, uh, you know, tofu, things like that? No, I, I uh, no, I stay clear of all
1: all primarily all soy products, especially the especially the, the vegetarian transition soy products. Those are very toxic. Products, by the way, they're very hormonally disrupting um they're very phytoestrogenic and something I would never recommend for people um just no matter where they are in their you know their their stage of life
0: so and, no, and I, when, you, when you say vegetarian transition products, you mean things like Boca burgers, things like um like uh tofu is that what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, I mean that that's what I look at it. I
1: look at all those products like they're they're transi- they're meant to be transition products for people that want to transition from eating meat and then transition more into um a vegetarian or vegan lifestyle. Um but those products have very deep problems with them. And so, you know, maybe as a transitionary thing, somebody would do okay to just have it once in a while, but
0: it's not something I advocate. You don't eat that stuff at all. So let me ask you this: Where do you get uh, where do you get your protein? Uh, the
1: the infamous question: Where do you get your protein? Um, <laughs> I, well, we got we got asked on the on the webcast interface that. here by Becca. She wants to know. I'm surprised. So, uh, I'm surprised people are still asking that one. <laughs> um, but yeah, just for entertainment, yeah. I do uh, eat a lot of nuts. I, what's that? Do you eat a lot of nuts? Um, you know what I, at this point in my raw journey i've been I've been a raw foodie for over four years now. For some people that's not that long, but I kind of um on a, I've kind of accelerated myself in a lot of ways so i I don't really I don't really get into nuts very heavily. I've kind of I, I don't consume a lot of really heavy calorie based foods that often. I'm more on light density food. I'm more on liquid nutrition. I do like nut milks. I like to make soaked, uh, sprouted nut milks and, and make a smoothie out of that. Um,
0: like almond like, milk,
1: stuff like that? Yeah, like almond milk, um, Brazil nut milk, um, Pecan milk, I mean cashew milk, there's so many different things. Like I really like hemp hemp seed milk. That I that's probably my that. favorite. Yeah, I haven't and, tried it. I'm gonna have to try it. And okay, so let me just answer your, your original question on protein real quick. The primary sources that are protein based for me, first of all, everything has to some extent protein in it. Um Protein is made up of amino acids, and then amino acids make up what we call protein. So it's more important that we actually look at what foods have uh, amino acid profile in them that have a complete amino acid or a unique amino acid profile in them. Um, foods like that for me are hemp seeds. Hemp seed is a complete protein and has very interesting array of proteins. One of them is called edestin, which is... Um, it's a, it's a globular type of protein that's one. It's the most similar protein to our blood plasma of any known food, any food that I know of. So it's an incredible protein source. It's probably, in my personal opinion, hemp seeds are probably one of the most nutritious foods on the planet, and they're probably the best source of protein for nourishment. Um,
0: wow. Uh, yeah, the I, I, I've, had, I've had chia seeds. Chia seeds are really, yep. really, really tiny. What, I was going to mention, gonna like? mention are chia they, seeds. Are they, are, they, are they small like chia seeds? They're, um, yeah, they're small like chia seeds, but the,
1: the shell is broken open. So if you go to your health food store, you go online to maybe one of these health, food, health uh, or raw food websites, just type in um, shelled hemp seeds. Then you'll, you'll see that. Nice. So, so hemp feed, I read really Chia like seeds? Hemp seed, chia seed, uh, spirulina, chlorella, blue green algae. The whole algae as a category are incredible sources of protein, especially spirulina. Get this. The number one food in the world, the highest, the highest protein containing food is not an animal you know, surprise, surprise, it's actually spirulina. And spirulina is 50 to 60% bioavailable protein. Now, that, that is unheard of, like, in the nutrition world outside of that. And so spirulina is an incredible source of protein. I love to sprinkle spirulina on my salads. I'll put it into my chocolate. I'll put it into maybe some water and just and just mix it up and drink it down like that. And you know, just just a quick a quick point, a quick aside is that it's not it's not just about the food that has the nutrition or the protein, it's actually about how well that food digests, assimilates and absorbs into our body that determines if we even get that protein. And spirulina you know if you throw spirulina in water, that's gonna digest and absorb a lot quicker than a steak is, so well, that's just kind of food for thought for the listeners out there that are
0: that are kind of
1: curious about the protein issue.
0: yeah, that's very interesting. You know, my wife used to buy this stuff called green vibrance uh-huh, and she would mix it with water. We would just dump it in water and stir it up, very similar to what you're saying with spirulina. I probably need to get my hands on some spirulina. I don't know why I don't have any that I could just, I mean, dump it in your juice, dump it in your smoothie. Right. right? Same with, um, yeah. Same with hemp seeds. I mean, I don't have any hemp seeds. I'm going to have to try it, but I am a huge fan of chia seeds. Love chia seeds. I'm a huge fan of chia seeds too. And, um, I want to make this note
1: too on chia seeds and hemp seeds are very similar in their, their uh, nutrition composition in, in the way that they both are complete proteins. They're both unique proteins, but they also have a great balance of essential fatty acids, especially hemp seeds having more of a balance of their omega-3 to omega-6 fatty acids, but they're both really good sources of the brain and nervous system um, fatty acids that we need. And I would just say this one point, since we are talking about protein, and that question does come up, where do you get your protein? And it's actually a really good question,
0: <clears throat>
1: even though it's kind of in the vegetarian world, we're kind of sick of that question. It is a good question because a lot of vegetarians – this is my observation, by the way, you know, just for anyone listening, this is my observation – and the, the vegetarian propaganda that we don't need protein or we don't need a lot of protein is not is not very good advice to be following. We really do need um, a, a good amount of protein for our individual needs, but it's going to be different for everybody. I, I tend to notice that a lot of raw foodists or a lot of vegans uh, don't always get all the protein that they actually need. And um, it's definitely not because they're they're not eating meat or something like that. It's just because maybe they haven't identified certain foods that would give
0: them more of
1: their protein needs.
0: Right? Yeah. The thing I found, Ronnie, is that the cleaner I eat, the more aware I am of what my body needs. Like, how, yeah. you know, it's yeah. so weird. I wake up in the morning and I'm like, you know, what? I need some vitamin B. And uh, I just that's not me. I no, I don't know. I'm just. It's changed me quite a bit. So, um, That's so funny, anyway, yeah, guys, uh, if you're joining us late from the call, my special guest tonight, Ronnie Landis, author of the book, The Live It Lifestyle, How to Drop Diets Forever. This book is awesome. I just ordered one. It's available on Amazon. And in this book, you're going to learn all about the power of living foods from all angles, nutritional, scientific, as you can hear on the call tonight. Ronnie is very knowledgeable from a science standpoint, uh, spiritual, environmental, the whole thing. So, Ronnie will teach you how to discover um, uh, raw foods, how to combine raw food, plants, and plant food with the timeless approach of herbalism. I need to still ask you about herbalism, uh, mm. and I will get to that here in a minute. Um, but, guys, okay. please check out Ronnie's book. Highly recommend it, The Live It Lifestyle. You can check it out at GetHealthySummit.com forward slash get forward slash live it. That's GetHealthySummit.com forward slash get forward slash live it. Or if you're on the webcast, you can click on the big, giant button that is staring you in the face right now. So um, let me ask you this, Ronnie. I'm, I'm assuming you're a big fan of juicing? I, totally. You juice a lot? Smoothies a lot, too? Do you, um, have you know no a I, I used to juice a
1: lot more. I kind of found for myself that I don't need to do it as much. Um, you know, what juicing really is is juicing is a supplement. Juicing is not a replacement to food, although juice cleanses and juice fasting or feasting can be really, can be a really amazing experience and a really cleansing experience. Um, but I found for myself that, uh, you know, I, I don't need to juice like every single day like I used to do, um, although I love to. Um, but I'm a big, I'm really a big fan of juicing for. You know, if it's for me personally, then I, I really love juicing for its ability to drive in alkalinity into my body, alkaline minerals into my body in a concentrated form in a liquid form that can drive it into my cells. Um, you know, at a at a just at a faster rate than if I were to try to digest the food. Um, but I really think juicing is the is the number one. Thing therapeutic remedy for almost any inflammatory condition you can think of. And this has been shown, if you look at, like, um, the Hippocrates Healing Institute in Florida, run by Dr. Brian Clement, They're, they have a huge juicing program. They work with cancer patients. They work with anybody under the sun that needs serious health, uh, health work. Um, also Dr. Gabriel Cousins um Tree of Life in Patagonia Arizona is famous for juicing therapy uh, especially for diabetic patients.
0: Yeah, I want to uh, meet that
1: guy. I want to meet that guy it's so bad. Yeah, he's got great energy. When you when you meet him and you just kind of like step into his presence, it's kind of like you I, I when I when I did it I was kind of like, oh, I don't know, really know what to say. Like I just, you know, he, he Dr. Gabriel Cousins by the way, is one of my biggest raw food mentors. Um, I've spent Dude, I'd, years love, I'd love an his,
0: introduction. I'd love an introduction if you know that yeah. guy. He's a, I'm a huge fan of his. Yeah, he
1: his work is absolutely absolutely paramount in the field of raw food and healing and just natural natural health. I think he yep. has the best success rate for for diabetic patients in the world.
0: Yeah, even not just from a from a diabetic standpoint. I mean, it's like you said, Ronnie. He's just got incredible energy, and he's he's just really knowledgeable and open, and it's just good stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I'm a huge fan of juicing as well. We have a question here from Silda in Albuquerque. Silda says, "Should I be concerned with drinking spinach juice along with carrot, celery, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, on a daily basis as my breakfast juice? My concern is primarily about crystals forming in my kidneys."
1: Oh, interesting. Um, Chris, so I would, so I assume that she's concerned about um, kidney stones. Or um, okay, so that's an interesting question. I've never actually, I've never heard that that being referenced towards uh, vegetable juicing. I, I would absolutely say that's not something you need to be concerned about. I would be more concerned when it comes to. The crystallization of our, our certain organs in our body, or kidney stones, that's actually a calcification um, issue. That's ri- and just for people that are listening, this is a big area of research that's been done over the last 30 years. This is something I've been looking at a lot, and there's a number of books um, that people can can go to learn about this kind of thing. But it's basically a hard thing in our in our organ system in our arteries um and in our kidneys of uh, calcium residue that comes from calcium supplements that comes from primarily tap water actually municipal water supply is loaded up with these calcium forming organisms that create this hardening in our kidneys is what you know in reference to her question i that would be my main concern actually would be what kind of water is she drinking? I wouldn't be I wouldn't be concerned about juicing. I would say if, in her case, she should be looking at a type of juice like this. She should be looking at a celery based juice with maybe cucumber with um, ginger for to heat up the digestive system. Um, in lemon, I would, be doing, I would be doing a really good amount of lemon. Lemon breaks down kidney stones, breaks down these crystalline forming um, residues in the body that she's, that she's referencing. So I would be really into lemon. I would also be really into apple cider vinegar.
0: Wow, that's awesome advice. Yeah, the juice that, that is my favorite juice right now is uh, a mountain of either kale or spinach along with a lime. A bunch of ginger and some cucumbers and celery. I mean, that basically mm-hmm. is my is my go-to juice. To me, it tastes like lemonade. It's absolutely delicious. I love it. Um, but but you know, as long as we're on the topic, since you are so knowledgeable about it, let me ask you this: Do you have uh, a juice or any sort of uh, raw food or or, um, or or herbal tonic that you would recommend for diabetics? For diabetics, um, yeah. You know,
1: um, as far as just a general advice, always when I'm dealing with um, people that have a chronic condition like this, um, I always like to kind of narrow it down to that person. But there's some obvious general advice that, you can, that we can talk about. Um, I do think that juicing is the number one platform to be operating from when we're talking about diabetes. Diabetes, just to break it down simply, is on one side it's a mineral deficiency so that's really like the primary thing going on behind the, behind the scenes is there's a mineral deficiency and all the essential minerals that we require for the optimization of our of our body one of those minerals is chromium and chromium is the mineral that regulates our blood sugar right so if, you know, so one of the things is you want to be consuming highly mineralized food and highly mineralized organic vegetables and a vegetable juice is going to be really great for driving in the alkalinity. It's going to be nice. great for clearing up the, um, the, the blood platelets that kind of form in our blood that cause a thickening that causes these blood sugar issues. Another thing for diabetics that they have to be aware of is is omega six um, or rancid fatty acid um, toxicity in in the body. Another thing about diabetes is it seems to be correlated heavily with rancid fatty acids and too much omega six fatty acid and not enough omega three fatty acid.
0: Fish so um,
1: yeah, so this, this is pretty much – and what I'm kind of driving at, to simplify it, is that I'm talking about inflammation. Um, research has That's shown that, that – that, that was
0: going to be my next question, was recommendations for inflammation. Yeah, well, you know, it goes
1: back to what I've been harping about, is that the number one thing to drive out inflammation in the body um, as a starting point is going to be green, green vegetable juice. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind about that. That's how I healed my knees, is by juicing. That's how I've seen other people heal um, chronic inflammatory issues, is by juicing. Um, That's number one. Number two, um, and this goes along with juicing, is massive enzyme support. The number one way to drive out inflammation is actually through having a surplus of enzymes in the body. And this is what raw food is really known for is raw food has enzymes. And I, I know we don't have too much time for me to really dr- jump, dive into that issue, but just so people know, that's why juicing is so important is because, one, it has the alkalinity that you need. Two, it has the enzymes. It's like an enzyme supplement. So that's going to help. That's going to help repair all the, all the tissue, the torn tissues in the body and um, help help just the the body function um, function the way it's supposed to make
0: everything work right. Yeah, exactly. So, you, you, know, you just gave me a big aha um, moment, Ronnie. And you know, I, I've got I've got maybe uh, I don't know a year's worth of juicing experience under my belt now. I've only been super serious about it probably for about the last six months. But in the year in, in this past year, I've tried lots of different greens. I've tried collard greens, spinach, mustard greens, dandelion greens um, arugula, I've juiced, you know, kale. And, and as you had mentioned earlier during the interview, um, there's lots of different kinds of kale. And the the one thing mm-hmm. that I've found to be my absolute favorite green to juice is something called dinosaur, kale. dinosaur and, kale. Yeah. I got this big aha because you were saying, you know, um, so in all my juicing, I've found that dinosaur kale is the one that I seem to feel the best after I drink it. Like it just energizes me and I feel amazing. And it's also, funny enough, when I buy dinosaur kale and I run it under my sink to wash it, right? Uh-huh, yeah. It is so, the water like beads and falls off of it, almost like it's like waterproof or bulletproof. And I couldn't figure out why at first, and my wife said to me, it's so high in minerals. That's why it's doing that. It's so densely yeah. packed with nutrition and minerals, the water just beads and falls off of it, right? Like you wash, you know, lettuce or spinach, and it's a soggy mess. Right. Let me, well, let me um, let me jump in there real quick. I, something just popped into my
1: head, and I just wanted to make sure that for all the listeners' benefit that this gets out. Um, uh, when we're talking, well, there's two things I wanted to throw out there. One thing is we're talking about juices. My favorite juice is actually celery juice, and the reason for that is because it's one of the best sources of natural sodium. And that that's salt, that's natural salt. And basically, what salt is there's been there's been all kinds of crazy propaganda um, against salt for so many years. And the bottom line is it's, it's all it's all false. When people are talking about the negativity of salt, what they're really talking about is a chemicalized, form of iodized table salt. That's really what people are talking about. All the evils of salt are really related to that. And what people actually need is natural salts, like sea salt or salt from salt from celery. That's your mineral supplement. The sodium contains every known mineral and trace mineral, and that's how you can get a strong mineralization um into the body really quickly, so I, I just wanted to put that put that out there for people if they're wondering like how can I, you I know, how can I kind of like bypass this? It's celery salt. The best thing for by the way for digestive disturbances is celery
0: juice. You just drink celery juice, nothing else in it, just celery.
1: Um, you know, I'll do other stuff too, but I, I definitely I am I am a big a big lover of celery. Something about celery has just kind of like captivated me in the vegetable matrix. So uh, I definitely love celery. Um, I wanted to throw one more thing out there. We're talking about inflammation. We're talking about diabetes. We're talking about anything pertaining to health. Well, there's one thing that I, I am a big lover of, and that's aloe vera. Um, so you know the, the big leaf, aloe vera leaf.
0: Right, the desert plant. Yeah, what we do is, I mean, I have a bunch of aloe growing on the side of my house, and we rip a stalk off and cut it open whenever the kids have a burn or a sunburn or whatever. Uh huh. Uh um, huh. That's about the that's about the only thing I use it for.
1: School me, man. Teach me. Okay, so <laughs> so you know, aloe vera is is really the great plant that was gifted to us by the Egyptians and the Africans. Um, And this has been a sacred plant all throughout history, actually, in Egypt. And um, the the nutrition idea behind it is that it's extremely anti-inflammatory, and for a number of reasons. Uh, The mucolaginous gel that's inside that leaf is actually, like you alluded to, is the best topical thing for repairing uh, damaged skin, so I've had an experience where I got massively sunburned. I had rubber sole shoes, or I had rubber sandals on outside, and that actually that made me more susceptible to um, the sun and getting sunburned, uh, strangely enough. And so I dealt with this massive sunburn issue, and then I rubbed the aloe vera uh, gel onto my skin uh, for a couple hours a day, and it, it Wipes it. It wipes it clear. Now, this also has an effect internally. When you consume that gel, what ends up happening is that you start to repair all that skin tissue from the inside out. Now, you've probably heard the term "beauty is from the inside out." Well, that's a real. That's that's a real. You know, that's a real quote. That's that's real uh, truth to that. And so we start to repair what are called our epithelial cells. Those are the, the those are some of the cells that help build our skin tissue, and they coat our digestive system. So it starts to actually create an anti-inflammatory effect on the internal terrain of our digestive system. Um, so when people have issues like diverticulitis. Um, irritable bowel syndrome, um, anything, any kind of, uh, colon issue, it's basically an inflammation of their, their, um, intestinal tract. And so, so, um, aloe vera goes in to help coat the intestinal tract and to reduce that inflammation. Another thing I want to say about aloe vera is that, it also helps naturally produce a super antioxidant master enzyme in our liver called glutathione. And some people may have heard of this. It's sold as a supplement. Glutathione controls a lot of the different switches in the body that deal with um, cellular mechanics. And one of those switches actually has to do with the production of our white blood cells, um, otherwise known as our leukocytes. And those are, those are, so the cells in our body that actually develop our immune system so really everything is going back to our immune system when you get when you get to the crux of the matter behind all these issues it's really all about our immunity how immunologically protected are we really from all the stresses in our life um, We have we have to have, Certain nutrition that helps activate our genes, or activate certain switches in the body that help produce uh, these qualities that we're looking for.
0: That's just crazy. So, with my aloe, um, can I just cut a leaf? Can I just cut a leaf off and put it in my juicer? Um, you know what? I wouldn't really
1: recommend doing it in a juicer. It's not really made to be juiced, but what it is made to do is to be. Uh, you can use it in a. You can use it in a smoothie. That's the way I do it in my superfood smoothies.
0: So, so, uh, so don't juice it. But what I can do is, um, I would cut all the rough, kind of rubbery outside skin off the way I do when we put it on our sunburns, and then I would just put the pulp in the middle in my oh. juicer. Exactly. Yeah. Um, not in the juicer. In the blender. Sorry, sorry, blender. To make a smoothie, got it.
1: Yeah, that's the best way to do it. You want to get all that gel, um,
0: just all just blended up in your smoothie. And
1: you well, what can should I put different... in there? What
0: should I put in there with aloe, Ronnie? That sounds great. I'm going to try that tomorrow. What should I put in? Okay, with let's
1: the let's, throw, let's throw a little recipe together. You could throw <laughs> in
0: um, something I did this morning. Okay,
1: I had a I had a chia seed. So I soaked up a glass full of chia seeds. About three tablespoons of chia seeds. Um, spun that up in my glass, and, so, and threw that into my blender. I threw in uh, about a cup of fresh wild blueberries, okay, very important, the blueberries. I threw in a tablespoon of cacao. I threw in, I think I might have thrown in a little bit of maca root and, um, uh, you know, pro, a little hemp protein, a few other goodies, and then I throw in that, that aloe vera gel, and you whip that thing up, maybe throw in some honey, maybe throw in a little stevia for the flavor, kind of coat the bitterness of the aloe, and
0: you're you're good to go. And I'm just writing that down. That sounds awesome. That sounds really, really good, Ronnie. Um, guys, sure. yeah, we're, we're running out of time, which is a shame because, Ronnie, you are just so incredibly knowledgeable. I haven't even had a chance to ask you about herbalism uh, I, I mean, I know we've talked a tiny bit about it, but, um, guys, if you joined us late, my guest tonight, the awesome and insanely knowledgeable and talented Ronnie Landis, I uh, really want to encourage you to head on over to Amazon and check out his book. Uh, I'm really, really excited to read it. The book is called The Live It Lifestyle, Dropping Diets Forever. As I said, it's available on Amazon. The link to check it out, gethealthysummit.com forward slash get forward slash live it. That's gethealthysummit.com forward slash get forward slash live it. And uh, this book is just packed with awesome information. You're going to learn about the power of living foods from every angle, nutritional, scientific, spiritual, environmental. And you're going to discover how to combine the stuff that we're talking about tonight um, with this timeless approach to eating raw, clean foods. Uh, that's just going to make you feel incredible. So, guys, really want to encourage you to check it out. Again, the link get healthysummit.com forward slash get forward slash live it. So, Ronnie, are you okay if we run just a couple of minutes long? Hey,
1: we can run as long as you want. I have no other program I need to be at.
0: Oh, man, I really appreciate it. That's awesome. And, guys, we will be respectful of your time, but so many people have asked such great questions, and I do just want to try and get Ronnie's take on some of this if I can so the oh, first really? question that's I good. have here uh, is a is a fasting question. I've heard people uh-huh. say only to eat between 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. or only okay. a certain number of hours during a day to give your body lots of fasting time. Do you have <laughs> any
1: recommendations on this? Yeah. So what that's called is intermittent fasting, and that's something I've looked at for for years. Um, I, I happen to believe that that's actually the correct way that um, we're supposed to operate, or that's closer to Our collect, our correct biological kind of design as far as like, when should we eat and this idea of eating less and living more. We grew up in a, we grew up in a civilization that basically told us that we need to get up early in the morning, get ready for early morning school, slam down some high processed carb breakfast and, you know, get on to our day. Well, that that doesn't really make any sense when you look at the situation. Um, so I, I definitely agree with that idea. And my recommendation for that is in the morning, and that's actually, by the way, that's basically what I do. Um, sometimes I eat a little later, but in the morning, your body is going through a detoxification process. It's trying to rid itself of the acid um, lodgings in the body, all the acid formation from from metabolism from the day before and all the food that we've eaten. It's trying to push that stuff up. That's why you don't want to eat until you've had a good bowel movement. Um, And you want to drink at least half a liter to, if you can, a liter of really clean water every morning before you even think about food because the number one key to health, in my personal opinion, is hydration. You have to make sure that you're
0: hydrated, um, and so I, I definitely okay. agree with that idea. I love that. I love that. So, um, and let me ask you this, Ronnie, okay to put, um, you know, a slice of lemon or lime in that water in the morning just to kind of kickstart yeah. that alkalinity, yeah?
1: Yeah, totally. And even even adding on top of that, I, I you know, if someone has a juicer, if they have one of those kind of like standing presses that you would press like uh, orange juice or lemon juice, I would say, like, get a couple lemons, like two lemons, press out two lemons, get a little bit of apple cider vinegar, um, put that in a little shot, and then make that your morning shot while you do your water.
0: That's, that's love a cool that, strategy. Man, love that. So I had never heard to not eat anything until you have a bowel movement. But, um, yeah, yeah that, was a, that was a shift that I made thanks to some advice from a good friend of mine named Craig. And he said, dude, it's called breakfast. You're breaking the fast. Yeah, you shouldn't be piling down a massive meal. What you should do is try and eat slow and eat small and ease your body into the day and then have your biggest meal in the evening before you go to bed, and it will make you tired no matter how clean that meal is. It will help your body relax and wind down. You'll naturally go to sleep as you process this meal. And when he said it, Ronnie, it's kind of like when you just said it, I'm like, Well, duh. I mean, of course, that makes so much sense, right? Uh, But no one does Uh, it. uh, Think about this real quick. John
1: Wayne, or no, let's start with Elvis. When Elvis died, I believe it was on a Monday morning sitting on a toilet, he had 60 pounds of fecal matter in his colon. When John Wayne died in the same situation, he had about 40 pounds of fecal matter in his colon. This is happening all over the place, wow. you know, and people have no idea. That's why it's so important that we develop not just a one-time colonic or a one-week or one-month fast to, to, to quote-unquote, detox, but we have to develop a lifestyle that promotes a constant elimination of all the residual buildup that we've accumulated over our lifetime. You know, so yeah. t- I'm twenty I'm I'm about to turn twenty eight years old next month. I I've I've built up a lot of stuff in about twenty four years.
0: There's a lot of stuff still hanging out that needs to see its way out of my body. Wow. Yeah, so I'm assuming you're a big fan of hydrochloric therapy.
1: Uh, oh, and I I'm telling you, I am such a big fan of that and I'll tell you what too, when if people doubt hydrochloric therapy or colonics um, and they haven't done it, they need, to, they need to get over that, and they need to go get their first colonic. I told my mom. I can't wait
0: to try it. I can't wait to try it. Yeah.
1: You got it. I told my mom the other day. She, she had these issues. I said, Mom, listen, you want the straight truth. You need to hook up with my friend over here and get a colonic. That's actually what you need to do. None of this juicing, none of this other stuff is really going to do the deed until you get all that stuff out of you.
0: Wow. So um, that's just awesome, man. I'm so glad that we touched on that. And uh, I have to go. I have to try it. And um, it's like so many things, right? I mean, people have these stigmas, Ronnie. I mean, people look at you. You eat really, really clean. you worry and are aware of the stuff that you put into your body. And so they're like, oh, yeah, whatever. He's got to be a dirty hippie. He likes the Grateful Dead.
1: Actually, I I have never heard the Grateful Dead before. And when I first heard that name years ago, I actually was like really
0: not into it. That's, that's, yeah, it's, it's unbelievable, man. People have these stigmas. Yeah, people yeah. have these stigmas, and and um, I'm so grateful that the world is starting to change and that people are starting to see um, the benefits of of eating healthy as a more yes. mainstream thing. And they don't look at you and think, yeah, Oh, is. yeah, you know, where's your tie-dyed shirt? You know, you're, you eat, you're a vegetarian or whatever. And right. it's kind of the same thing with hydrocolon therapy. I mean. That is a very touchy subject for people. People get weirded out by it and they're creeped out by it. I can't wait because it's just another aha thing to me. It's like, of course you would want to get rid of the the waste that's festering in your body that you can't get rid of. Of course you would want to do that. Right. <laughs> it's not even.
1: Yeah. It's just. But but it takes it does take a shift, and I and I get that, and um, yeah, that's why I try to like really meet people where they're at. Even though sometimes I have to like give them the wake-up call, but at the same time, you know, you got to meet people where they're at because I was at, you know, there was one point when I was not into all this and, you know, it would have been really hard to tell somebody or for somebody to tell me that I need to put something up, something in order yeah. to, you know, be healthy. That would have been a hard message to get through. But, um, you know, I, I think people are sick and tired of being sick and tired to the point where they're willing to do anything that
0: isn't a chemical pill. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a great way to put it. So um we do have just a couple more questions here. One of yeah. them from Pamica yeah. in Boston. She says, How large should a glass of green juice be? I heard it yeah. shouldn't be more than four ounces. You know, I don't think Pamica you can drink too much green juice, but Ronnie, what do you say? Okay, uh well it depends on what we're
1: talking about. Now four ounces is actually really small. I mean that's like a that's like one or two shot glasses, I think. So yeah. um you know I me personally I I will do 16 to 32 ounces of green vegetable juice as a normal thing. I've been known to do 64 ounces of green vegetable juice um and I still have no problem doing that. The thing, I think the issue with with how much green juice somebody can do right away has to do with um, their ability to intake alkaline minerals. So, for example, uh, wheatgrass. I think this is more relevant to wheatgrass, actually. I think that might be what she's actually talking about instead of just kind of green juice. Uh, Wheatgrass is very highly mineralized. So when somebody takes, like, a shot of wheatgrass or two shots of wheatgrass, they may get, like, a head rush. And they're like they they can't take any more of that, and I've seen that happen a lot with people. But that's just because your body is getting saturated with the alkaline minerals, and um, it's just not used to that. So as you, it's just kind of like a thing where like if you're if you're um, weightlifting or you got onto a new exercise program, you wouldn't jump up to the intermediate or advanced level right away. You would start at beginner and just right. kind of consistently right. start doing it. And you'll notice that you can do more.
0: Yeah, I think that I think that's a great answer. I mean so I'm assuming you're a fan, Ronnie, of wheatgrass.
1: Oh yeah, I think wheatgrass is great. I don't I don't think it's like the end all be all. I don't think wheatgrass is gonna save um, the world planet, right. But I definitely think it's it's helping. It's definitely saved
0: a lot of people, I'll tell you that that much right now. Um, well, well that's <laughs> awesome. So um, we have another question here. Um, there's a gentleman listening on the call that says, thanks so much, Ronnie, for this amazing information. I'm having trouble with uh, Sojgren's, S-J-O-G-R-E-N-S, Sojgren's disease and autoimmune disease. Uh, I have problems with my thyroid. Uh, I'm mm. still a raw vegan. I'm juicing, but I can't figure out if I'm nutrient deficient or toxic. I'm so confused. Okay. Do you have any advice at all? I juice every day. Um okay. The best thing that has helped me so far has been the pH miracle diet, and then it says alkaline, but I'm still okay. not where I want to be. I don't know okay. if that makes any sense to you, but that's way beyond me.
1: Yeah, okay. So um, I'm not familiar with uh, – I might have to see it on paper. I'm not familiar with that first that first term. But as far as the thyroid, that is something we can get into for a minute. Um, now, I'm, I would have to ask this gentleman, does he have um, – does he have his own thyroid still intact, or did he get a replacement, or is he on thyroid medication? These are all things that have to be addressed in that conversation, but um, independent of that, I would say there's a few things that we have to look at. First, just understand that the thyroid is what is called the most vascularized area of our body, meaning that it, it, it attracts the most blood flow to it, and our thyroid is actually what is in charge of our metabolism, and it's also kind of directing the electrical conductivity of our nervous system. Okay, so just, just understand that um, the thyroid gland is super critical to, to get a handle on, um, now, there is a piece of advice I would I would say that this man should look into. He should definitely be looking into iodine as a as a natural supplement. Now, I don't know enough about this gentleman's current situation to say that he needs to take it or not. But right. this, one of the issues with with the with the thyroid in our in our situation, so many people have thyroid issues. Because we're breathing in toxic chemicals every single day, and and we're literally saturating ourselves with radioactive debris that's come over from Fukushima, that came over years ago from Chernobyl, and that is getting into our... Our lungs, and that's and that's um, that's basically binding onto the thyroid gland. Now, one of the main ways to start blocking that off from the thyroid is actually iodine. So, I would just advise that this gentleman starts seriously looking into iodine supplementation. And the second thing I'm going to throw out there is that, once again, I don't know if he's on thyroid replacement, or he's on thyroid medication, but he may have to look into um, a certain type of thyroid replacement called a desiccated thyroid, and I won't go into what that is, but um, I'm sure he probably knows what that is, and that's just another piece piece of the puzzle that he might have to look into, because this is a serious issue. Thyroid is no joke.
0: Wow. Yeah, you know, and obviously, um, you know, we appreciate the question. We are not doctors, and I'm sure Ronnie would advise you, as I would, to talk to your doctor before you take anything. Um, but right. I think that's incredible information. And so, guys, Ronnie's book, The Live It Lifestyle, Dropping Diets Forever, available on Amazon, the link, gethealthysummit.com, forward slash get, forward slash live it. And uh, also, if you're on the webcast, uh, the webcast interface page there, it's got a big, giant button. You can click on Head On Over. I highly recommend this book. And, Ronnie, I very much appreciate you taking the time to join us tonight on this call. Uh, You are incredibly knowledgeable, and uh, I just very much appreciate your willingness to share. Uh, You know, I read in your bio that you said this is your mission, and, um, you know, you you live and breathe what you say. And uh, I just Mm. appreciate the passion you bring to it and the time you've spent with us sharing. So as we wrap up, any final thoughts that you want to share with people? Oh, any final thoughts um, okay
1: yeah i I do want to just throw this out there. One of the underlining kind of philosophies of what right. I do um, as a health you know preacher, if you will, just a health speaker and, um, and an advocate is that I want people to just use all this information as as fuel. For their passion in their life. The, ultimately, the most healing thing you could ever do in your life is to live your passion every single day. And I actually think what's sapping out the life force in people is that they're living a life that they didn't design themselves, and that is what's sapping out. That's what's sapping out the vitality in people, and that's what's making people reach for food. That's not good for them, so if people get on board with what they love to do in their life and then they they fuel that with good food and nutrition, they will have all the energy they need, they'll have all the they will activate genius inside themselves, and they will be able to accomplish things and live a life um, you know far past the years that they probably even thought was possible. And, you know, that's just kind of my message I want to put out there is to live your passion every single day.
0: Ronnie, that's awesome, man. You you are just awesome. And, uh, you know, you've just turned me into a huge fan. I can't thank you enough for your honesty and your passion and um, just how real you are, dude. It's really, really refreshing. So, guys, I want to highly encourage you to check out Ronnie's book. Ronnie, can you just tell people about the Live It lifestyle? Yes. I know that I really wanted to ask you tonight, um, you know, about – uh, about um uh, herbs and herbalism, but we just kind of ran out of time. I'm assuming you cover a lot of that in your book
1: um I do Our, yeah I, um, well actually I'm working on, a, on I'm working on three new books actually right now, and one of those books is is a big has a lot to do with more with like tonic herbalism. This book right here, the Livid Lifestyle Dropping Diets Forever, is actually a four year project. And this book is really centered in and around raw food nutrition and raw, in the raw food lifestyle dating back, um, taking people on a journey where how raw food started all the different questions and different kind of conversation that goes on in the raw food world and really how to develop a lifestyle that is congruent with, um, your personal just what you want to create in your life. This is not a, this is not a diet program. This, in fact, this is the antithesis of a diet. That's why it's called a Live It. This book is about um, promoting uh, a lifestyle that you personally design based on information that I, I try to make available to people.
0: Awesome. So, um, guys, definitely check it out. Uh, Rami's book, Um, Incredible stuff, Ronnie. You have just been uh, an awesome, awesome guest. We appreciate you being part of the Get Healthy Summit. And all you listeners out there, we very much appreciate you making us part of your evening as well. As we wrap up here, I'm just going to encourage you to check out Ronnie's book. And I'm going to also ask that you put some warm thoughts out there into the universe for Theo, struggling with some really bad back issues at the moment and not able to attend the call tonight. So um, thanks, everyone. Ronnie, thank you so very much. Uh, You just are awesome. And, uh, everyone, we will talk with you soon. Thanks, Ronnie. Thank you. All right. Thank you.